0: This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one stop podcast to find out about Laravel related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Eric Barnes and Jack Frew. Welcome to the Laravel News Podcast. This is episode 21, and I'm Eric Barnes along with. I'm Jack
1: Frew. How are we doing, Jack? Uh, We're doing good coming back from vacation and trips to college and all that stuff. You were. uh... You were out last week, right? Right, Eric? Where'd you go?
0: Yes. I uh, went on a cruise for my 10-year uh, wedding anniversary. Wow. We went to the Bahamas, so it was pretty
1: awesome. Did you, uh, did you do any Laravel work while you were there? Uh, no. We
0: <laughs> uh, did nothing, basically, uh, but just hung out on the boat. And, uh, and then, of course, the beaches and all that stuff. So no development. Didn't even take my laptop.
1: Wow. So how did that make you feel? Like Were you like... Did it help you? Like when you came back, are you seeing things with fresh eyes or were you like jittery on the boat because you didn't have all your electronics or what, what happened there?
0: Actually, no. I mean, the they had like a satellite internet, so so we did that so we could FaceTime the, the kids back at home. But I really just didn't have time to do, to even care about looking or oh, wow. anything because we'd be busy all day. So it, was, it didn't really matter. Did
1: you, uh, now, the cruises are notorious for having lots of food. Did you gain any weight or anything or stay pretty stable? uh uh-huh
0: yeah it had lots of food but i did not gain oh, good for you i did i did very well all my working out helped kept my metabolism up
1: that's awesome dude that's awesome well <laughs> uh, i was gone last week for a different reason my kid's going to college in the fall so we drove out to pennsylvania to see his uh place and and do his orientation and all that kind of stuff and i did the same thing i left my laptop at home which i rarely do but you know i i survived as well i used my phone for you know catching up on email and that kind of stuff um but it was great. And when I got back, I, I had a chance to actually you know, kind of had like uh, we had that three day weekend with uh, Fourth of July over in the United States here. So I had a chance to work on a package I've been working on. I did some stuff. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. So, um, well, what do we have uh, in front of us in the news this week, Eric?
0: Let's see. Well, first up, uh, Laricon is coming up. It's only like,
1: what, two weeks away, I think. Oh, my gosh, it's coming. It's two weeks away. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to remind everybody who's listening. Uh, we, we are putting together a special Laricon episode. That's going to release on the, it'll release a day early. So it'll be Monday, the week that Laracon is happening in the U.S. And if you watch our, if you watch us normally, our normal release date is usually Tuesday, but we're going to put that out a day early so you can listen to it in the car. The big news about Laracon is, uh, Eric, did you see the tweets that they're going to have $25 live stream tickets now?
0: Yeah, the, now just to be clear, to clarify, the $25 was just if you purchased the first day. So now it's $30. Oh, Okay. But yeah, that, so they're going to live stream all the videos and then you'll have early access to all the videos if you purchase that for $30.
1: So it'll be $30 for all three days? Yeah, as far as I understand. That's really cool. That's actually uh, seems very affordable. I think there's some other conferences I've looked at where if you didn't attend, the, the live stream price was pretty pricey. You know, hundreds of dollars and things like that. Uh, I do remember yeah. seeing they said that if there's any problems live streaming, they're not going to do refunds because all the videos are going to be available recorded afterwards. So um you know, I think that's kind of just a disclaimer because, you know, maybe they don't know what Wi-Fi is going to be like at the convention center or what, you know, what conditions are going to be like. But I think it's a good value. And the reason I bring that up is, of course, you know, only probably 500 people can go to Laricon, but we have way more than that that listen to this podcast. So uh, now I think this this takes this Lyricon content and it makes it accessible to a lot more people, which is pretty exciting.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, and it'll also be pretty neat just because... um I, I'm trying to think if any of them have ever been live streamed. I know that they made videos available from the last, last year wasn't recorded, but the previous years were. Um, So this will kind of be the first time that it's ever like truly live streamed. So that, that, that would be. It's for
1: sure the first time for the U.S. I thought they've done some fancy things over in the, uh, the European one, right? The Lurikon EU. I know they've recorded those there. I don't know if they've ever live streamed them or not.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm not sure either. And then also, if uh, the thirty dollars is too much for you, I will it's going to be me and uh, another person we're going to be live blogging the uh, the event as we're there so so you'll have that as an option if you if you prefer to just look at
1: it as it's going. well, I think they both have value, right? I love live blogs because you know if you're at work or you're trying to get some stuff done, you know maybe you can't dedicate all of your time right at that moment to watch something, but you can kind of keep up on the live yeah. blog so uh I'd, I'd say people should be looking at both yeah
0: hopefully it works out we'll, we'll see it, we did the live blog last year and then the my whole server went down from too many people so we're, i'm hoping it stays up this year i'm going to put it on a different different box and uh, use a subdomain that way i can <laughs> keep it all
1: running oh yeah that's smart It's interesting that yeah, you don't even think about the technology how, how many hits did you have to the live blog last year do you, do you remember
0: i don't remember. Um, No, but the problem was, is I was using a WordPress plugin for live blogging and it, it basically just refreshed every, you know, so many seconds the page. So, so even if it had a hundred, you know, it was refreshing every second or five seconds and, uh, just bringing it down. Um, but it worked good enough. You know, once, once that first wave came through, then it kind of stabled out and it it wasn't a problem after that.
1: Yeah. Now did you order all of your um 8x10 uh portrait photographs of yourself so you can sign them and give autographs? Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that. I I hope you didn't do that cuz I didn't I'd show up I'd feel like uh, I'd feel like the the sidekick, you know. Uh no, no no nobody knows who I am anyway, so it's it's pretty good. <laughs> I think everybody knows who you are. We have we have in case you're uh, listening to this, one interesting fact is there's been I think two episodes that have just been me because Eric has been unavailable and uh listenership for those episodes is way down compared to the ones for Eric's here. So we all know who, who, you know, we all know who commands the show. So what else do we have? We've got uh a couple other things. Alaircon's so coming up. We have some stuff about collections coming in, in 5.3 that advanced wear clause. There's uh Prosper did some plug in but uh passwords. Do you remember that one, Eric? Yes. That's coming up. Uh some stuff about CMSs, all that stuff. So you want to cover the advanced wear clause next?
0: Yeah. So uh, the new change to five point three is the uh, collections where clause has added a new operator to the um, as a second parameter. So what that does is allow you to do like the like greater than, less than, equal to, not equal to things like that. You know, within your your uh, collection when you're trying to find a you know a given key.
1: Yeah, that's going to be super helpful for me because I. Uh... I was just working with that stuff this weekend. You know, I got Adam's book and I'm going through it, and I'm like, okay. And then all I, the one I had, it was really simple. I could have used the where clause, except for I didn't need it to be where equals something. I needed to be where greater than like zero. <laughs> you know, so I had to do an anonymous function for that. But uh, with this new change, I won't have to do that anymore. It'll be built in, so that's really cool.
0: Yeah, that's that's very handy, and it will not be a breaking change either because of the where function itself or the where method it checks to see the number of arguments. And if it's only two, then it's going to be this the way it used to be, where it's just an yeah. equal. And then if it's more yeah. than two, then, then it uses the middle one as the operator. Uh,
1: I saw that on uh, Matt Stoffer's blog, he has this highlighted as an item that he wants to cover, but he hasn't gotten to it yet. So we'll have in our show notes, we'll have the, the GitHub code where you can go look at what's happening with the actual source code. And then I imagine in a few more weeks, Matt will have it covered in an article that goes into more, more depth about it and all that stuff. <laughs> um, Also this week, so uh, Prosper, I don't know how to say his last name, so Prosper, if you're listening, I apologize, uh, Odomuyawa? Unicode uh, Developer. Unicode Developer, which, by the way, is probably the best handle I've ever heard. Unicode is awesome. He released a package called Laravel Password, and this is that package that basically, like, I guess it must have, like, a list of common used passwords. So when your users try to create a password, it checks it against this list, and if it's something simple, like, you know, um, you know I don't know there's they say there's certain words that people use over and over again right Uh, if it's one of those words it'll come back and tell them you know sorry try a different word kind of thing right yeah. Uh, it sounds like that package really did really well in its first like week of being out there uh, he tweeted saying it was the top PHP project on GitHub uh, at least at one point in the last week I don't know where it's at now but uh, that's you know congratulations Prosper for for creating a package that's awesome and uh, and all that stuff, do you you see any uses for that in your own stuff, uh, Eric?
0: Um, probably, yeah. I was just reading the uh, introduction to it, and it says it uh, it checks the top ten thousand worst passwords as analyzed by a security analyst. Um, so that that would be pretty neat, you know, especially if you're doing anything kind of
1: important. <laughs> I was just thinking, yeah, like if you had some kind of like if your website has something to do with any kind of like financial or business or something like that right you know what i mean like yeah that's uh that's pretty cool stuff pretty cool stuff um also in the news this week eric you talked about a couple of laravel i don't want to say based but i guess that's the best word form laravel based um, content management systems uh, october and canvas do you want to tell us about those
0: yeah. So first up was October CMS. They actually announced their first uh, stable release. Of course, October has been out for a while. I'd say probably two or three years now.
1: Is that the one that was written in something else and then they rewrote it in la- using Laravel? Yeah, I don't know.
0: I've always known it as Laravel, but but it okay. could have been. I
1: guess there was somewhere I thought I saw that there was a, a like a major CMS that maybe had been written in CodeIgniter. Oh,
0: that, that, that was um, uh, Pyro CMS. Okay. Yeah, so they were in Code Ignite originally and then, and then the new version is now on Laravel. Okay. Yeah. And then October from my understanding was always in Laravel from
1: from its early stages. And and okay. it's
0: built on 5.1 to get the LTS
1: support. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, um what 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 do you know about these things that you can tell us? Is it are they are they, you know, capable CMSs, is it something that you think is as robust as WordPress? Like WordPress to me is like the 500-pound gorilla, right? There's so many plugins and so many themes for WordPress that um, you know, I feel like even for my own use, even being a Laravel guy, I'd be tempted to use WordPress for, for things. What are your thoughts um, there?
0: You know, I don't know. I've, I've never used October CMS um, other than I think just installing it a few years ago. So I, I don't know how those two would compare to each other. And then now the the other new one that I covered this week was called Canvas, and it's a minimal yeah. blogging app built on Laravel.
1: Okay,
0: it's uh, I guess it's m- more simple than WordPress. Um, you know, it doesn't have like I guess all the advanced features like the the media library, the yeah. Um, You know, all these different things that that WordPress, you know, has 15 years of experience doing.
1: What was your take on Canvas in terms of extensibility, though? Like, since it's built on Laravel, is it, you know, if you knew Laravel, would you have an easy time extending it? Or is it really, like, you kind of have to then learn all of Canvas's stuff as well? Well, Canvas is
0: just a straight Laravel app. It's, you know, it uses everything, basically, basic Laravel. So the way they did it was they created, like, a brand-new Laravel project, just added all their models, controllers, and views. And then, so whenever you download it, that's basically what you're getting. You're getting the finished Laravel app. Okay. Um, where a lot of the other ones try to, you know, make theirs theirs approachable to the end user first, which is typically not developers. Right. So, so Canvas is a little bit different there. Um, it's basically a Laravel app that they added all the code onto, and then and then that's what you would get.
1: Cool, cool. Um, we do have a tip of the week this week. So this week's tip is about the. Slack archives. So I uh, I stumbled across this website somewhere. I don't even know how it happened. And then uh, I did some poking around. I sent an email to Taylor. He sent me to somebody else. Uh, and it turned out that we're that this thing's already in there. So uh, there's a URL. It's larachat, L-A-R-A-C-H-A-T, dot slack archives, S-L-A-C-K-A-R-C-H-I-V-E, dot I-O. And that uh, slack archive.io is a website that will essentially archive uh, Slack channels for you or Slack. I don't know what do you call it, Slack site, Slack, whatever. Um, and they have, I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell what day they turned this on, but it definitely has an archive of the public channels like questions and um, Lyricon, all that stuff. Like there's, there's, you know, archives there. So that was a pretty cool find for me because sometimes, you know, you're in a conversation with somebody and then you get busy and a couple of weeks go by and you go back to Slack and that conversation has gone because of the 10,000 item limit. So this is a way to get around that. So uh, pretty cool stuff. And it looks like the person that kind of owns that is at S-M-A-Y-Z-E-S on Twitter. So, uh, you know, uh, thanks if you're listening. This is, it seems like a pretty awesome service. So that is our tip of the week.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the thing that annoys me about Slack is I I do everything through like direct messages with people. And uh, yeah, so, you know, it it seems like every time I go back, they're gone. (laughs) I I hate that. That
1: seems to be on the on the Laravel one. Yeah, like it's uh, it. I I think I have four different Slacks. You know, I don't know what you call these things on my on my what is it called? Like those little buttons on the left. What is that Mm -hmm. on Slack? Is that a channel? Is that a. I think they call that um, rooms, right? Rooms. Rooms.
0: And then each room has channels.
1: Okay, so, like, there's the Laravel room, and then it has channels, and then direct messages, yeah. In the Laravel room, especially, because it's so busy, all of my direct messages with everybody are gone within, like, two days, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I could go on and on. I like, I really like it, but I wish, I wish it was, like, um, you know, one of these services where, like, I could individually pay 10 bucks a month to have unlimited access to the things I have access to, because I would pay that in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. you know? And for something like open source, I mean, there's there's no way that anyone is ever going to say to Slack, like, yeah, we want to give you fifty grand. Yeah, because it's monthly
0: too. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's not. It's not practical for that. Also, this week, I uh, I was working with Adam Watson's book and trying to do uh, the collections and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that um, you know that I, I I I've kind of struggled with are these anonymous functions. And what I don't like is when you've got a bunch of like nested functions. And there's all of these, like the word function and the extra parentheses and the extra brackets and the extra semicolons and all this stuff. Like to me, it just, it looks very cluttery. Now it's interesting because I was chatting with Eric about this before the show and Eric was like, well, I kind of like it because then I can see exactly what it does and I have to look into it. But anyway, I did some, some kind of poking around and I, I pinged Adam and he sent me some, some things. And it turns out there are a couple of fairly easy ways to take the functionality that you would use in an anonymous function and you can just kind of move it to its own named function and then call it that way. So I won't go into the details of how that's done because it's kind of hard to do that over the, you know, over, over audio, but uh, I'll put a link in the show notes that Adam had sent me that kind of points to the uh, PHP page where they talk about this in the documentation. And and there's a couple of ways that it works and it's, it gives you an option if you want to simplify your code or if you want it to have a different look than having all these function things all over the place. All right, that wraps up this week's episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, just as a reminder, Eric and I are both heading over to Laracon in two weeks. We will have a special episode for you uh, the week of Laracon. And what's going to be in that episode, we're going to try and get some interviews with people who are doing the workshops, talk about the different sessions that you might want to you know watch out for and what have you. Uh, we're also going to talk about our experiences at Laracon in the past, places to visit, where we stayed, you know, weather, traffic, all that kind of stuff. So Uh, look forward to that one. Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll talk to you again in two weeks. Have a great week.
0: This concludes this episode of the Laravel News Podcast. If you like the show, please rate it five stars on iTunes. If you have feedback for the podcast, please email us at podcast at
1: laravel-news.com. Thanks for listening.